Oh, uh, Dot on the no, podcast. Okay. Dot on the pod. Thanks. What are your top games of 2020, Dot? Arf, 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 arf. Really? I like to <laughs> I like to play JRPGs too. You mean JRPGs? JRPGs. <laughs> <laughs>
That's the That's easiest freaking question. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> some some of these have been not fun. So I hope I hope we are. <laughs> I really oh, do. Shit. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Can, can I eat chili during this whole thing, or should I kind of finish this up? Yeah, we're a chili friendly podcast. <laughs> well, I I mean I got a question for you. What's the, what's the weather like where you are? Is it pretty chilly? It just snowed. Hey, it man. just snowed this morning, but guess what? It melted. Oh. It's all gone. Uh, Oh, in that case, I don't think you can eat chili, unfortunately. Yeah, if it's, it's, all, <laughs> if it's not if it's not chili there. We actually have like oh, very, yeah. very stringent rules, which a lot with a lot of bylaws. It's like Magic the Gathering rules for whether or not you're allowed to eat chili on the podcast. <laughs> He's a Magic the Gathering. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, are you a, are you a Magic guy? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. That. Two out of three cubes that I played with Mike. Mike's cube. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, one, two out of three of them. What kind of a really? what kind of a cube is it? What kind of a cube um, is it? You know, like power power car, powerful cards. Cubes, <laughs> but not, Love like, it. not power no power nine, all right? I mean, come on. But yeah. <laughs> Damn. That's sick. Eric That's awesome. uh, Eric plays a lot of Match of the Gathering. I love it. I'm a big fan. I love it. Have I'm you a, played you watch you, uh, Do I watch what? No, uh, you, you ever watch on Twitch? I have. I, I, uh, it's been a while though. I haven't watched any like recent GPs or worlds or anything like that. But, uh, but I've been playing a bunch of arena since uh, the beginning of quarantine. I was like, I was playing paper and I got into paper magic, <laughs> you know, maybe like four or five years ago <laughs> again. Yeah. Just because it was like, Oh, okay. I want to like, you know, maybe meet some, people go out like have a thing to do that's not like drinking or anything like that (laughs) and uh and so it was really nice and then like you know they came out with the arena and i was like i'm not gonna fucking download arena i'm trying to like this i'm doing this to play like to see human beings and like sit across from people and then quarantine hit and i've been playing arena and uh it's it's it like feels like the opposite of the reason that i got into magic like <laughs> arenas it's how to stay away from people really yeah yeah <laughs> and all the most toxic parts of magic the gathering just like being really fucking mad about something that happens all the time oh yeah well it's so i mean like it goes so fast and it encourages you to play fast which encourages you to like play yes. you know not as like intelligently and Optimal. like i yeah, make yeah. yeah i make just stupid mistakes all the time because it's like click 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 yeah. and then oh, yeah fuck, it tapped all my red mana by accident oh I yeah to hold up my red mana and it's just like what the fuck is this stupid fucking god damn i gotta <laughs> you know like i angrily quit and then play rocket league and then one of my teammates fucking misses a shot and it's like what the fuck are these fucking idiots and i <laughs> quit and i go to apex legend and i just get shot in the head immediately and i'm like what the fuck am i even doing with my fu-? like that's saturday that was my <laughs> wow wow you're like just relaxing and playing some fucking games <laughs> Oh my god, it's uh, it's hard. It's, it is so funny. Like I don't know, man. All those online competitive games. It's it's not what I want out of video games most of the time, and it's also not what I'm good at. You know, like I I don't I'm not really good at <laughs> games. So like, I'm not trying to play to like measure myself against someone else. I'm playing to forget myself for a little bit. Yeah, but other people want you to play because they want to get kills against you. Mm-hmm. They like to kill you. 
Well, it's so, a service you're doing for them. But like, Tim, you, I know you as a comedian and just a generally great guy. And you're also a Twitch streamer, which is yeah. sort of marrying yes. those two worlds of video game player, comedian, and great guy. Uh, what, what, why, what are you doing? Um, well, wait, did you say, what am, what do I doing? Or wait, what was the actual question? <laughs> there's a lot, there's a lot. Like said, what do you do? What do you, you take doing? A look. Take a what look. are you doing? I think was the question. Like, yeah. what, like how, what? How, my question is how dare my, you? Yeah, my question is who the <laughs> fuck do you think you are? No, no. My, how did you get into streaming? Like, what made you to, to what made you segue into there? Was it like the pandemic, or were you gonna do it a little bit before? What's going on with that? I, I, um, well, here I, I love playing games, and then my life like got in the way. You know, like it, mm. the games I like to play were like long, long-term investment style games. Like, if I played a game of Dota, for instance, that's like. 45 minutes of unbroken concentration mm. um and you can't really do that back to back if you have like friends or comedy <laughs> shows or you know a romantic partner that's like hey you know because then you respond with the minimum to get them to go away which is like hey oh, how's your day my day was great oh, oh man okay anyway well, see you at dinner or whatever you know. yeah pretty 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 crazy day we're, ha we're having over here yeah exactly just trying to like do the bare minimum to like make the person leave. That's not a good healthy way to be with people. So you so know, you're so like started watching Twitch. So now you've oh, just God. asked people to to wa to watch you stream your Twitch, <laughs> <laughs> so you can just knock it all out and just like all my friends yeah. and relatives and family, you can all watch me Twitch in that way. I haven't actually had a reckoning with the other side of it because that that this was how I got into watching Twitch was mm. oh this this I know that this Dota game will go on even if I stop paying attention because right. I can watch somebody play Dota I can watch the you know in my mind I was playing but I know that they're gonna do a good job I can pause invest in relationships whatever so I'd watched Twitch for a long long time and then um always wanted to get get into it just because. Uh, I've watched tons of Twitch. I've watched more Twitch than any Twitcher has ever watched. Um, <laughs> I've watched a lot of Twitch. I, you know, and starting with Magic: The Gathering. Speaking of, oh, um, okay, yeah, yeah. So. I, I mean, like that's, I, I Twitch Magic: The Gathering is is great because it's like you don't have to invest. These people know what they're doing, right? It's like, oh, you get mm -hmm. to like, if you if they get mana screwed, you're like. Yeah. You're like, ah, oh, well, that sucks for you, man. <laughs> yeah. like, That's cool. the other part of it too. Is I don't have to get mad or sad. Or, yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. Did you watch video? Like, did you have siblings growing up, and and or somebody who you watched video games growing up, or did you like discover watching video games later? I played with my my friends. We were all gamers, mm. so you know. And sometimes there's just like one PlayStation with a one player game or whatever, and you're watching sure. Kyle play Final Fantasy X for like <laughs> three days straight or something, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so definitely did some of that. And then like at work or something, I discovered like watching Numat the Nummy on Twitch do Magic the Gathering drafts, and I was like, damn, I could just watch this in the background all day, and I did. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so there's that and then yeah so then then i just you know i've always loved games and i took like a bunch of time off playing them to do chicago comedy like i was mm -hmm. even playing in college and then i kind of stopped after college and then did like 10 years of like kind of comedy slash life and then now back into it 
and yeah, worse at games, but better at personality, which is my advantage on Twitch, trying there to use go. my personality <laughs> to go. get the viewers, because I'm not the god gamer that they want to click on. <laughs> um, even though that's a goal of mine, I'm like, here comes epic plays, I, I die and I lose a lot. So <laughs> I have to think of alternative goals, you know, where it's like, oh, he plays games weirdly and that's why he loses, uh -huh. you know, and it was cool and creative what he was doing and not just bad. So <laughs> yeah, that's why. What do you play? What have you been playing lately? Lately, God, I, I um, it's so fucked up because I, I should be playing variety games. Like I should be doing all of these bundle buddy games i should be playing through every damn one of these because it's like the kind of thing to comment on and talk about and mess totally. around about but unfortunately i'm stuck in playing first person shooters mm. i can't get out of it it's just <laughs> too fun i'm playing a lot of this game called escape from tarkov which thomas middleditch was playing wow oh, wow <laughs> um on twitch he had a few more viewers than me a little weird but um <laughs> Yeah, that's a super fun game. And then I was playing like, and then I was playing some variety for like a couple months, like variety games, Fall Guys, that kind of thing, totally. which got my viewer num my viewership went way up. People are actually paying attention now. I'm back into Escape from Tarkov. We're plummeting viewers. People are they don't like to hear me creeping around through the grass for 45 minutes and then dying to someone who's better than me. Yeah. So. Is that like a is that like a, like a PUBG um, kind of thing? like a, a, in a battle royale kind of thing in a way but it's more like daisy like if you know what that is it's like no. more it's way bigger and the time frame is way longer and there's uh, no and there's no like set objective necessarily like you can just play you have like you spawn on everyone spawns at the same time on different sides of the map mm -hmm. and then you have 45 minutes to get to your extract so like real time, 45 minutes. So you can like play however you want. You can like go over here, kind of loot a little bit, get some like crackers because your character's hungry. You know, you're over here. You hear some gunshots over at the logging camp. You're like, you take a peek because you got a scope. You don't really see anybody. Okay, you creep across. Someone blasts you from behind and all your gear is fucking gone. Yeah. Because also you have your, you bring, you decide what you want to bring into that, that mission of your like, inventory like outside of missions you have like a <laughs> persistent inventory and you're like i'm gonna bring my best gear this time because i'm gonna survive this time and then you die and you lose it all and the guy who kills you gets to loot it yeah and put it in his persistent inventory because he's definitely going to extract because he's better than you so man anyway, that's I, like can, a I can little just, overview yeah feel you getting frustrated about this fucking thing right here are there Dude, any first-person shooters like... that are not frustrated? Like, like, what's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's the whole the whole genre is just like it's ultra competitive, ultra twitchy, and you just fucking like lose your mind. Like, ah, you just flip out constantly. This 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 game is also coupled with like it's like sadness. You're like frustrated, but it's also very sad because on <laughs> like in PUBG or Apex or these kind of games, like your adrenaline is kind of spiking and like constantly like you're like. And it's kind of like a fist slam. Mm -hmm. Escape from Tarkov is like you start to get into a fight and your heart starts to like privately go a thousand miles an hour <laughs> and then you die. And then that like you feel you feel it all like subside. And then it's like loss, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's like a feeling of deep personal loss, you know, so you're a little uh, mad, but also it's just like, God damn. I feel like I've played those. Cry those like games of apex legends where or like PUBG where it's like 20 minutes of like getting loot 
and just uh-huh. like that slow creeping anxiety of like yeah all right it's gonna come it's gonna come it's gonna come and then yeah you get sniped and you're just like mm-hmm. right, right. <laughs> the yeah, only game that, that's like every game of tarkov is like... <laughs> the only game like... that's gotten my heart going recently was uh hades which i played a bunch of for a long oh, time nice. have you played that tim i have i beat i beat hades i think once or twice i got, got i it. beat hades or whatever but yeah yeah that was super fun it's played, a great it's a great little, little game good and then there. you when you get the when you get to the boss it's just like oh man that your heartbeat starts going until you do it yeah, so many yeah. times then it becomes so so normal but i don't know i love i love that that violence, game while it's yeah. on the ra- i love violence and when that game's on the rails <laughs> it's uh what? I mean, we could talk. Let's talk about that. <laughs> well, love let's go back. So, so that's I, I love you know that like angle into Twitch streaming. I think that's so great. But like, where did it all start for you? Like, what's your earliest gaming memories? What were the games you were playing when you started? Like, what was your experience like? You played with friends a lot. Like, what are the what was like mm-hmm. your first system or your first game? I you know I'm a classic. You know, I had the I had the Christmas reaction. Super Nintendo popped out of the box, and oh, I baby. lost my mind. And I was like <laughs> playing Super Mario World was like my first game that I just like sunk all my time into. I was like, and I at that time I was mad at the system. I I would die, and I'd go, oh whatever Nintendo. <laughs> mad, you know, that was like a phrase I kept saying. Um, I had a friend, yeah, are, yeah. a friend of mine, uh, Giancarlo. I didn't know him as a kid, but in high school we were like hanging out and his mom would come by and make fun of him because as a kid he would play (laughs) and he'd be playing, uh, he'd be playing like Mario and he'd be like, please, Super Mario Brothers, get me through this. (laughs) (laughs) Please, Super Mario Brothers. And so like, you know, we'd be hanging out and his mom would like pop in and be like, oh, please, Super Mario Brothers. He'd be like, mom. That is so funny. Uh, yeah. So you were Super Nintendo. Uh, yeah, so you had the Super. the Super Mario Bros. That first, like, what is it? Land Super Mario World, Bros. World, like, World. It's mm-hmm. so good. Like, oh, yeah. just like it was that. I never had the Super Nintendo, so it was all just me going over to friends' places and stuff like that. And my experience of that game is like going to a friend's house and like the map is suddenly a little bigger right and and you like try and play mm-hmm. and maybe you beat a level or two together and then i'd like go home for the week and i'd come back like a week later and it's like now there's a weird ladder coming off of this island going to like a star that like what how did that even happen like how it, it just like <laughs> seems like such a magical game to me because i never got to yeah. experience the whole thing kind of from start to to finish what the, other the possibility? Uh, oh, it's just yeah. in- incredible. What other games did you play for uh, Super Nintendo? On Super, um, you just you know I like slowly accumulated like all these little games, you know, and and I was like, I, I had Super Mario All Stars also, which yeah. I was like, this is not Super Mario World, but I still played all of them, mm-hmm. you know, and they were like way harder. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I played that, and then I can't remember like how things. I had like Madden '95 for some reason. Uh, and I like played a bunch of that. Love and I had it. Like, yeah, and I had um, and then pretty quick I got into JRPGs, and that was a good chunk of my youth. Was from like my friend let me borrow Final Fantasy six VI or three, right? You know, and I like 
was stuck right away and called him on the phone and he's like yeah is the guy's feet the guy's feet are hot because he's like walking through the desert and i'm like yep you're guiding me like he knew where i was in the game just based on a phone call and he was like my walkthrough just over the phone in the very very beginning of the game even like i had no clue what was going on it was like man that game was awesome and then and i still go back and play that sometimes like, oh yeah i played that game maybe like five or six times and every time is i i don't think i necessarily like get much more out of it it's not like i'm discovering mm-hmm. new facets of it anymore but it is you just put you're like yeah. god this is so fucking so good, good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly exactly it makes you want to play it right now. i'd love to be able to play through that game in japanese or something like that you know like i bet because <laughs> oh do you know who tim rogers is tim he's a video tim game Rogers. he's a video game reviewer he used to uh do stuff for kotaku and now he has a, his own patreon and he makes like six hour these epic video game reviews for things he yeah. likes and has a very specific genre and style and he did a whole series translating uh or going over the the differences in like the text from final fantasy 7 in japanese and english to sh- oh. sort of show how much denser the Japanese is because you can fit so much more meaning and information in, you know, the kind of characters that they write with as opposed to the English language. So like the one of the great points he made Same. is that like Barrett is like Mr. T in the English translation and like solid snake <laughs> in the Japanese. And I was like, Oh, that's, that's oh, cool. That's funny. Interesting. Yeah. Damn. But I feel like at this that point, that's that's the way to get more out of it, you know? Like, you have to learn freaking Japanese to get, like, yeah, a, yeah. <laughs> added textual, like, layer out of things. I still, yeah, and you know what? I still do all the tricks even when I play it and stuff. All Because you can't not do the little, like, or sometimes I opt not to intentionally. Like, if you're, like, fighting the ghost train, you can just mm. use a phoenix down and mm-hmm. win, you know? And then I'm like, hmm, maybe, you know, maybe I'll just try to fight it regular this time through and, like you know i'm already still way too prepared because i have all the stuff anyway because i'm like know where all the things are yeah you know super mario rpg anyone yes legend of the seven stars that was another one i played or i didn't that is but it's definitely i think that there's so i had sega so shining force was my I, i went like as far as JRPGs, it was like Shining mm-hmm. Force into Final Fantasy VII. That was kind of the trajectory yeah. that I went. Mm-hmm. So there's this whole like Zelda world and early Final Fantasy world that, and like Hanit's a big fan of Chrono Trigger and that sort of stuff. Oh, and yeah. all of those games sound so attractive to me. Like I, I love the idea of all of those games. And I think I probably. Eric, here, here's the deal. Here's the deal. <laughs> you over the last couple weeks have just been like complaining about how toxic your relationship with these games are. <laughs> you know, you're like, and that was my fucking Saturday. I went from this to this. <laughs> take a month every every night, take a bath, and then come out and play literally an hour of Chrono Trigger or Final Fantasy three, and like g- correct your relationship with video games so it's less of a it's more of like a, a meditative reading experience and less of a you know habit forming sort of like spiral of well, just you know, like what like why not a, a novel or poetry no, 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 no. okay no, these are not. that yeah and the other thing too is you're gonna want to forget all that knowledge of toe jam and earl that i'm sure you have <laughs> battle toads <laughs> the first, oh, that was on sega too wasn't it the first uh what's like the battle toads level with the bike that is just fucking impossible to get through. oh yeah oh that yeah game was so hard there were yeah. so many just 
such hard games. They that, just released a new Battletoads that was like supposed to be yeah. very funny. I, I didn't play it, but it, it looked cool. Huh. I saw a little bit of it. Didn't huh. Huh. Uh, okay, so where'd you go from uh, Super Nintendo, Tim? Let's not talk Super about Nintendo. my. Let's not talk about my relationship with <laughs> video games. Okay. You keep we on bringing it up. I want to help you. I'm, I'm beyond being helped right now. <laughs> let's help Tim. Tim, let's I help Tim <laughs> take I a helped. trip back down memory lane. Yeah, go for it. And you know, I love to take this trip. I went to then. I went to N64. Nice. Which I got a lot out of, even though I didn't really buy that many games. I played the games that I had quite a bit and. That system is still an important system in the grand scheme of things. I played. Here's a little story about the game Quest 64. Ever heard of it? Yeah, it's like the only uh, RPG Quest. on the N64. <laughs> yep, yep. And so, my friend Logan, who told me about this game, said it was so hard that you need every item in the game to beat the last boss. So naturally, I believed Logan and I played the game and never used a single item. And and I, by the time I fought the last boss, I was so strong. I didn't need any items, and I beat the game. And then I and then I called Logan. I said, "This friendship is over." <laughs> that, that, I've I've heard that that's like one of the. It's like a French RPG, and they just like didn't build in like all of these things that would have made it like user friendly or fun. You know, it's just yeah. like incredibly it's, difficult. It's like the first game that of RPG style game where you could interact a little bit more during the fights, mm. which I really liked. Like if a guy's casting like lava spike, you can like run away from it a little bit and like your character can like dodge a little bit and that's you know, cool. It was really fun. It was like and then and then the big the big mechanic is like you had there were the four elements and that's what you could put mm -hmm. points into and whatever you put points into is what spells you would get. That's cool. And, all right, what's the what's the like story of Quest sixty four? The demons have possessed and ruined everything, or something, and you have to go through. Okay, it's so it's just like that. It's just I was like, hoping for like something very French, <laughs> just like you are struck with ennui. <laughs> <laughs> Your character must find meaning where there is none. No. Um, but yeah, that was Quest 64, and then I played a little Ocarina of Time. No, no, I played um, Majora's Mask, oh, cool. which you know was um, was not Ocarina of Time, which all my friends told me um, quite a bit. And that game was hard and it was still fun though. But I never got into it the way that people were so into Ocarina of Time. Um, I played Ocarina of Time like later, later. Uh, that mm -hmm. game was incredible. That game was so fun. Any yeah. like time time jumpy things are just like. I I don't know that that makes me so happy. Are you making me making that face because of Chrono Trigger, Alex? I, I I'm not not making it because of Chrono Trigger. Right, how I'm often just... I'm thinking right now? How often do you guys have this conversation? Is this like a once a podcast combo? I'd say like, it happens like, like one, play once. Chrono it happens like once a month usually. I'm just like you got to check this. Okay, out. Okay. You got to check out this game. You're gonna love it. You I could probably, I, I'm sure I will. You could stream it on Discord and I'd watch. Okay. You can just hang yeah, out. Okay. There we go. Moving on. <laughs> I'm gonna edit all this just shit out of the. I'll, I'll edit all that shit out of the podcast. No, <laughs> keep it in the podcast. I'm gonna play Chrono Trigger. I'm Yay, gonna... Tim! You heard I, him straight yeah. to God's ears. Straight to fucking God's ears. <laughs> I, I, I play a video game. That six-year-old Alex Hanit loved. Eight-year-old, important. Uh, yeah. So good, dude. 
Yeah. Uh, Tim, what uh, from the N64, That I mean, it, it is interesting because like, the N64 is such a weird system. Like, mm-hmm. Did you play Conker's Bad Fur Day? Is that the question <laughs> you're about to ask? Well, <laughs> no, I, you for sure played Banjo-Kazooie, right? No, actually. Wow. That's a cool Did one. Not. That's a good one to go back and check out. Yeah. Although I, I don't think that like N64 is having its moment in the sun with like emulators yet. Like it's not well, they, super it, duper like, popular to watch it. It was so cool when it came out. Like the games were just so incredible, right? Like that Star mm. Fox was like awesome. It was like it could not have been a more beautiful video game mm. then. And if you look at it now, it's like, oh, this is the shittiest looking stupid thing that I've <laughs> like. Why? You know, it's just it's so like you could like. I could accidentally make a N64 game on Unity. Right? <laughs> just like it's so. It's we play like, games that have like comparable gla- graphics to N64 games now. Yeah. Tim, have yeah. you ever played a, a short hike? Oh, um, is that the the like? It's in it's like, a, it's um, in the bundle. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, no, 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 no. This is the that's oh. the one where you're going up the mountain as like the weird guy in the tub or yeah. something like that. Well, yeah, but I thought that there was a. I thought he made an earlier one or was inspired by one called. I thought it was called a short hike. Maybe it might know. be inspired by it, but it, this is just like a super cute, easy, relaxing little game. It's a, a Gosh, probably a fun yeah. one to stream. To be honest, people have like a, a lot of nice associations with it. But it's it's that perfect uh, bath game. You're gonna love it. Damn. Okay, that's cool. It's not the one I was thinking of then, because yeah, the the one in the tub I, I I thought was inspired by one that was like, yeah, but I. Anyway, what is but. it? What's the tub one? What is that called? I have no you idea. Up a hill in a tub? Yeah, this guy's yes. like pickaxing up a mountain. That's the deal with you it. You have a you're a character. I'll think of it in a second. But you're in a um like a cauldron, a witch's cauldron, uh-huh. and you're just an upper. You're like naked upper half, and you have a sledgehammer, and the mouse moves where the point, the tip of the sledgehammer is, okay. and that's how you move. It's only with the mouse. So oh, that's you funny. push like. And it's so frustrating. And then it's designed It's designed where you're, like, trying to climb up. And there are parts where you can fall way down. And there are parts where you can fall all the way down. And you spend, you can spend, like, hours getting so far up and then, like, kind of fuck up how you're holding the sledgehammer. And then you, like, accidentally skyrocket off the side. And you're, like, literally back at the beginning. And then And then – you're so frustrated, but then the creator of the game's voice comes on and goes like, I wanted to make a game that was more about the journey than it was about the solution. And you're like, oh, fuck you. Like, you're just so mad at the guy. And he always comes on. He's really calm. Honestly, Tim, I could watch you describe video games for hours. It's like so... Thank you. It's so nice to just have you be like, okay, so it's like this fucking thing where... I want it, yeah. I want to get for for the next chapter uh, of the podcast. Like, let's just get like your w- one minute summary of the game at the top before we dive. Into it. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that. Um, but then, so I N sixty four. Then PlayStation two, where I played again. Mm-hmm. I played like even more obscure JRPGs. Like I started playing like I for whatever reason I just would see them and buy them. And I had like all these. I don't know. I had one of those booklets of CDs that was just all like. Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy VIII, Final Fantasy IX, Suikoden, oh, Wild man. Arms, all these like weird ones too, Okage, so, you know, all these like weird JRPGs that I just like, you know. That's the fucking. Dragon Quest that's the fucking know. system too. That's PS2 is like the yeah. peak like weird JRPG system. There's so much yep. shit on there. 
I loved it. PS2, I think, is my favorite system. Yeah. May, maybe Super Nintendo, just for the nostalgia, but I think PS2 is where I got my Did most. you ever play, like, Chrono Cross or anything, any of the, mm -hmm. the, the... Chrono Cross is the sequel to Chrono Trigger that I've heard many times is, like, a must-play, and I have the... I've heard that, too. I have the emulator or the ROM for it that I want to check out someday. Um, Damn, I've never... I don't do you ever yet tried that do one. you have a, a an outstanding ps2 jrpg like one that was just like oh this was the peak experience of this type of game interesting i don't know probably not i don't know they all kind of like they were all good in their different ways i i really liked final fantasy 8 and final fantasy 9 but it's kind of thing where i would just sink or and final fantasy 10 also mm. i would just sink so many hours in and then like for whatever reason, I would get distracted, and then it, I would have to like start over, mm. and then because because like I played Final Fantasy X, and then I started getting into Blitzball, which is like a mini game. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Week straight of Blitzball, and mm -hmm. then I was like, mm -hmm. "What is going on in this game?" <laughs> and, then, and then I came back, like you know, like months and months or years later, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, Final Fantasy X. Better start over at the beginning." And then I, know, I so that. my Blitzball experience was loved blitzball it was kind of the only reason why i was continuing <laughs> to play final fantasy 10 and then at some point i accidentally traded away a no. character you traded Dado, didn't you i don't well you i traded, traded a character Dado. away and i had like you know nine players and i couldn't play blitzball anymore like and i couldn't figure out how to get another player in order to like <laughs> fill out my team and i just quit playing final fantasy 10 it was like you know like three quarters of the That's way through the so game funny. and i was just like wait what did i accidentally just push and oh my like God. if i can't play blitzball i'm not going to save the world <laughs> <laughs> what draws you to what draws you to jrpgs like what's the um what's the attraction i know for me there was the like there's the strategy game element to it right so it's yes, like i sure. can play this game the story is fun but like in terms of the combat i can kind of like in a board game plan out each move mm -hmm. for me and that's what's i think that was what was ultimately attractive to me but i, I don't mm -hmm. know you know is that your experience or do you have like something else that pulls you in those directions or that did at that time know. alex what it, what, what I want to put that question on you first. What 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 draws you, Alex, to, I, to JRPGs? There's something fun about the the in tandem idea of like the story and the progression in the characters, and it, it feels like a fun like writing forward kind of a thing that like draws me in mm -hmm. is that it's like a playable story more and more, and mm -hmm. the way that like the battle sort of in like impacts it, it is like pretty minor. It's like kind of a binary mm -hmm. thing where it's like either you win or you don't and that's kind of like what affects the story so in terms of like storytelling it's pretty basic at its like heart is like stuff's gonna happen and you can do things but you can't really affect things so much unless you like win or lose so you're playing like a good story that's been intended by the creator and you know the way you get better to be able to win those fights is really simple you just go grind you know that's it so right. you're you're like you've got like this other thing you're doing that's kind of like this mindless repetitive action that's just like nice easy flow state and then it impacts like this fun like larger playable story to me it's just like a nice hand in hand kind of a, a thing that like mm -hmm. you know the the rhythm of like 
okay, I grind a bunch. I move forward. I learn more about the story, and then I can just keep you on going. You do like a real grindy kind of like movement for for the for everybody listening. Alex is doing like a real kind of like he's like enjoying. Can't beat the boss, so I grind. I grind. <laughs> it's like listening to Usher. I go through, and I've been grinding all day. So the boss <laughs> is no problem for this. Part. I hate the grindy element of JRPG. Like that to me is the is the least pleasant experience of those games well i mean some, I think, so, okay. some of them some of them right. it's too much you have to get the ratio right to like if some yeah. of the games if you grind a lot like in around the middle of the game you'll get to a place where you will gain enough like experience from just playing the game that you don't have to grind very much anymore mm-hmm. so it's just yeah. about finding mm-hmm. that sort of pocket or like the kind of enemies that'll give you enough experience to be able to do that and that's always been my trick to me for me i i uh I, I do grind a bit, but I it's like I the excuse is to explore to like mm-hmm. get so I'm either getting more powerful from like finding some secrets and on the way I've maybe hit a few more encounters so I'm strong enough to move forward anyway. I guess what I like about these games and I don't know if this is like you know however old I was Tim talking or me talking now, but the incremental <laughs> the incremental gain is is something I just love about games, mm. period. If there's like, if you can have a pocket full of runes in a game and you can have up to 15 runes and, and you can get a rune that gives you like plus 0.5 dexterity, give me that rune. I'm like, I'm like oh yeah, put that in my pocket right now. And it like, does nothing basically, but it's like this little tiny game that has no cost. I'm like, oh, give me that. Ooh. Oh yeah. That's like about JRPGs too is like, I, you you know that's they're a little bit more like you get a big new weapon you know right. that's like less incremental but I still there are those little like I'll collect every potion you know and I won't use ever any potions or anything you know yeah I think that's part of what I like about it is is that and then what Alex is saying the like how this the characters go forward and I think those games too are also platforms for some kind of cool mini games like we already mm. talked about Blitzball oh, but yeah. like. I think even just in like Super Mario RPG, like it, I wouldn't even call it a mini game, but it's like interactive in that like people will tell you your character's like standing in poop and you can't press anything else on the controller except for jump, like implying that you're like, oh my God, I stepped in poop, you know, which is like such a funny little, it means that there was care and that it's interactive and those are parts I like too. Yeah. And it's, it usually is like a very um, limited kind of, palette controller palette and so it's always Mm -hmm. fun to see like what the game designers can do with then that limited like because it's usually like you have the interact button you've got the move button right and and Mm -hmm. that's kind of it and so it's like oh what if i try to interact with this like transmutation machine oh no now i'm a chicken like that didn't that's not part of this game like what do i do now as a chicken Right, and it like does nothing, but it's like thirty seconds where your character is a chicken. It's like different music, and you're like, you know, oh yeah, oh my god, whoa, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I like that stuff too. I mean, also the like leveling up sort of stuff. I feel like in the last fifteen years or whatever, phone games especially learned like, oh, that's a brain hack thing. Like people oh, yeah, love definitely. Yeah. It feels good to, to go back and do that. Their thing <laughs> go like, boop, 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 boop. yeah, and then you're like, oh yeah. Oh, I'm oh, level two. Oh, I didn't, oh, oh, baby. baby. <laughs> this game is incredible. Yeah. Tim, did you play Dragon Quest Eleven? I played, I think Dragon Quest Eight was the one I played. Cool. And I only played the one, and I think it was, it wasn't, it didn't have enough 
to me that felt too grindy yeah to me. that i didn't mean feel like there was enough like explore these little cool tiny holes those are yeah. like the, the too example. much quest not enough dragon it's the uh the, the very limited <laughs> worlds they put in there but it's like the i feel like that's kind of like the boilerplate jrpg now is like yeah. those games never caught on in the united states really but 11 just came out and i played that for the ps4 and had a really good time so i'm, I'm recommending yeah yeah, yeah it's it's sort of like i think it's the best version of like those kind of games you know like that they're gonna make it's pretty the story's fun there's some great voice acting it's very compelling it's a very small game but feels very big you know that sort of thing oh cool okay okay that's a good sell i like that and Did i was you... ready to like dragon quest 8 i mean it was you know i had just played final fantasy 8 or whatever right and then i was like let's go and then the world wasn't it was like you know, oh, the grassy plains are like totally. huge, yeah, and right. there's nothing on them. It's mm -hmm. like just grind across to find to go to this cave. It's like okay, I'll just grind all the way to the cave. That that's the like, thing. It's like Final Fantasy. Yeah. I feel like they started innovating, like, and just didn't yeah. stop. And Dragon Quest was just sort of like, well, we kind of, you know, but this version of like what it was is, is pretty good, don't you think? And it's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. But if you're recommending Eleven, okay, I'll, I'll uh, you know, that'll be on the radar for sure. Oh, if Alex Honnett is recommending it, baby, yeah, it's playable. Hey, you, <laughs> you know you're going to be able to sink a couple hours into this thing if I'm recommending it. <laughs> um, well, Tim, this is great. Let's uh, let's uh, move to the next segment. Um, I, I like that we didn't get your full story with gaming, so we can return to it next time we have you on. Um, okay. Because okay. it does take a turn. Take some turns. Oh, really? Well, Sh should we get into it now, then? I don't know. I, I kind of want to hear it. <laughs> No, no, I mean, it's not, I just like, I never played competitive. I can give you the quick and dirty and we can talk more later if that's appealing. But I just, it, it all of a sudden was only into competitive online games oh, for wow. no reason. Like I just started playing Dota and Black Ops 2 um, and I just sunk up way more hours into those, which was weird because I just played so many hours of solo JRPGs. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden I was just into like, I need to grind against people online. And then I was watching YouTube videos before Twitch was was the thing watching youtube videos of people who were good at black ops and i was just copying their strategies and then i was dominating people in that way you know um that's so interesting that's sort of so yeah. it's like the built-in level up system versus like the in real life level up system kind of a yeah thing. right that's wild yeah. man there is something there like something really oh i mean it's addictive right like being able to like i think that there's something so addictive about the quality of like you're introduced to one of these like online competitive games. You see people doing things that you are just like absolutely incapable of doing. Right. <laughs> you know, and it's just sort of like you show up, you're like, Oh, this is like, let's move around in it. And then like somebody does something and you're like, I want to know how to do that. Right. And so then suddenly like you start to feel yourself getting better, but you're still bad. Right. And that quality yeah. of like, I'm getting better. And then like, I just got slaughtered. Like I need to get yeah. even like that. It has a similar kind of thing. You're right to like the grindy aspect of a, of an RPG, because then at some point you're like, Oh, I could just dunk on these idiots. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. good at this now. There was when, when I played black ops and there was a game where I went like 22 and zero, I was like, okay. Wow. Nice. <laughs> yeah. it, I mean, it's so funny though, because it, you're, it's like measuring yourself against the like parameters of this machine and sort of this like, yeah. like 
sanitized way of existing or, or like, you know, and versus like being out in the real world where you're like dealing with like all the toxicity and measuring yourself against real people and all this shit, you know, like right, right, right. in some ways it's right. so much more healthy and in others it's like the least healthy thing in the fucking world. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Speaking of, yeah. And then like the Dota community is like the game, this learning curve is insane and the community is the, or the original, well, probably Counter-Strike had a pretty toxic community. I don't know, but it, the Dota community was like the first fucking crazy toxic online community where it's like, oh, you don't already know all the heroes and all their abilities and the functionality of each one. You trash. Yeah. You know, you're my teammate. Don't say, don't help me out of here. And then like everybody's trashing you. Your teammates, the opponents. You know. Anyway, I'm yeah, in. I've so. been playing uh, Rocket League, and like, you'll be playing a game, a competitive game. You're like they're five minute. You know games right and mm -hmm. a minute in the other team scores on you and like your teammate rage quits and you're just like <laughs> what yeah <laughs> what is why yep what do you do like what is i i don't know like the yeah just that like level of like furious angry like spamming the <laughs> chat with like what is it like good job teammate yeah, 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 yeah. teammates yeah, 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 suck yeah. <laughs> you're like God, it's amazing how they stress right they now. Fix, they try to fix the toxicity by making there just be like, oh, there's only five emotes you can do. You know what I mean? All these games. <laughs> yeah, like, totally. yeah, people are going to abuse those in a way that <laughs> yeah. you feel bad. Like, that was my first experience with anyway, like that, with, I just, well with like with the over at, in Overwatch they introduced this thing where you could give awards to people and at the end of it it's like that's right. Um, you know, like shot caller, like and then there was one that was like good teammate and i always thought that, that was like so sarcastic where you're like <laughs> uh you're not the best on the team but i guess you were a good teammate or whatever and i, I was like <laughs> convinced that if i won that people were being mean i i don't think that's the case but that was yeah, yeah. definitely the way it felt for me Hell yeah, let's freaking rock and roll. Okay, folks, we played three games this week. Forma 8, The Night Fisherman, and Parallax. We'll start with Forma 8 from Mixed Bag Games, a single-player action-adventure exploration, Metroidvania. The description, Forma 8 is a unique take on the proven Metroidvania action-adventure formula with a striking visual style and a huge world to explore. As the, same, as the small exploration probe Forma 8, you're stranded alone on the surface of an alien planet, separated from your companions by accident. You have a life-or-death mission to accomplish. Find and recover a lost, powerful energy source before it's too late. Ancient civilizations, great perils, and dystopian visions await you, and not everything is what it seems. Whoa! All right, Tim. So you you're gonna describe this game now? Yeah, just really. Wait, Alex just described it. Yeah, but no, it, but like you're gonna describe <laughs> the game. <laughs> so Forma Eight is you see, there's a spaceship and it's got all these little ball space creatures, robots, and they and you're and there's a low the bar is low and your ship is like oh no the bar our bar is low we got to go down to this planet and replenish the bar and so you go down there's lasers and bad guys and you have to find power-ups to get the bar back up that that's seems the worst cool. one yeah yeah, it's, yeah. yeah you're like a, you're like a little floaty ball thing this game is fun yeah this game rules this game is fun as fuck like that's cool like floating around i there's something so just delightful <laughs> about floating that little ball around right like mm -hmm. and the physics of it is just like yes so 
nice it, it was a, a wonderful uh combination of like the graphics are really nice understated in sort of like a nice way but still feel very rich the music is great the, like the sounds when you're interacting with the world are also great like the the way it controls and handles is is like wonderful like the it, this is just like a really cool little game you know and the actual platforming and the what you're doing is really fun too like i i have not, i i can't say anything truly that negative about this game you know uh, it was just like it executes on what it is so so well oh yeah yeah I like that. Also, the the Metroidvania aspect of it, like the power ups, I got. I didn't. I didn't beat the game, uh, but I got the first two power ups. Right, so the like explodey thing, mm -hmm. and then the, like the drop the what you know grenade or landmine yeah. thing, and then you could use the explodey thing to kind of launch it yeah. away as an attack. And I think like that that was so fun. Like I I usually associate that like uh metroidvania thing with like a platformer you're running around you know like but to combine it with this kind of like you know it it didn't feel like an innovative you know way to move through a space as a character right like we've played games before where you're a thing floating right you know like it, mm -hmm. not, nothing about it felt like a hundred percent innovative but the way that it sort of combined um the like the level up aspect and the power up aspect with the, you know, movement, it felt like a game that I had never really played before. You know what I mean? Like it was just like, it was cool. It, I just wanted to keep playing it. Like it was so fun. <laughs> I, like this, it ruled this game rules <laughs> like that, like drop the, drop the mine and then like pop your, your, your special to like launch it forward. Like that is a fun difficult like difficult it didn't feel like i i didn't feel like because they gave me that i was overpowered in any way because it was like i still mm -hmm. have to learn how to like get on the correct side of this and then launch this and i have a pretty like short amount of time in order to do so but like what a cool attack like very clever very very clever were, were you able to um beat that there was a spike that big spider one on the wall you had to mm -hmm. launch it at were you yeah able to do that quick how long did that take you to hit it it took a little bit for me the, to figure it out and then to like get that going which i thought was nice like the, yeah. the way it doesn't like hold your hand you have to kind of discover things on your own but because mm -hmm. you have such a limited palette like you're going to discover it you know for sure just because like yeah. you're kind of just fucking around and like figuring out how to do it how long did it take you tim mm-hmm I it I figured out that was what I was supposed to do pretty quick. I was like, oh, I think I can shoot this at it, and I got that pretty quick. But then I the controls I couldn't maneuver, mm. I couldn't get the angle right mm -hmm. for a minute there. Yeah, and then uh, but it, I got better at it because there's a couple. There's like later on, there's even more things you have to shoot them at. I think, and, I, and, and there's and, even a boss too. Yeah, I got I, I got to I, the first boss and I didn't beat them. That was where I was like, okay, this is getting like kind of hard. The, the, the is that, that was the uh the plant one or whatever uh the lava boss there's like a yeah yeah, with the, like, yeah exactly like, exactly but i learned you had to you had to feed the bees to it yeah i i didn't figure i didn't get that far to figure it out <laughs> i just used the bees i was like oh it's nice of them to put that like source of health right there that's really cool that's yeah that's and then i was like oh it's like a fly trap oh you gotta feed the bees to it and then it doesn't and then it's full and you don't have to fight it anymore how far how far uh, into the game did you get to him? 
I got I I beat that and then I beat one boss after that and got the third power up and then stopped there. That's the other thing the thing I don't like about the Metroid games is like there's areas early on that you can't get to that you're supposed to remember once you have the power up mm. later. And I hate that because I'm like, I don't want to remember. Can you remember for me, please, game? Please? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Bye, Megs. Bye. Uh, Goodbye. But as a kid, that would be the kind of thing that I'd be, that I would have the patience for, where I would be like, oh my God, and I can use the power up to get on top of this ledge that I couldn't get on before. But now I'm like, I just don't. Come on. Just tell me it's there. That's like, funny because to me, uh, I love that. Like, I love that type of game design where mm-hmm. it's sort of like there's an inaccessible thing up top, but I want to. Like, it gives me that little like, well, don't you want to check this place out? Like, wouldn't it be cool? <laughs> like, wouldn't it be cool if you played this game for a little bit more and then you could check out like this really cool looking place? Like, yeah, whatever that uh, up top sort of place was where you could fly around and light all of the and I just couldn't light whatever all the fires were up top. And mm-hmm. at some point I was like, why can't I do this fast enough? And then I was like, oh, because I have to like, whatever the power up is that I need to get, I need to go do that. I, to me, that's, speed power up. that's exciting. I like that. <laughs> okay. Maybe so. I do like that, but I played it on stream and I gets like, I, I'm not going to sink you know, 20 minutes into like flying all the way over here to be like, Oh no, I still don't have the right thing. Yeah. Fly all the way back. You know, that feels bad to do in, live in front of people, but maybe people are down for that. I don't know. I, I, it's weird to stream that kind of a thing. Cause there's play, ways I want to play games that are, are maybe a little slower. Yeah. I mean, that, but, that's interesting. Like you played all these games on a stream too, which I think is a, a cool mm-hmm. way to kind of inform your review of the game. So let's go into final thoughts for this game. Uh, also, Eric, I have a new idea for a segment. Uh, what about like final thoughts, but also you should play this game if like, you know, so we try to give a little bit of a positive spin on things, um, that we can kind of like do. So for like, the idea is for me, uh, am I a pass or a play on this? I'm a play. I think this is a really great little game. You should check it out. Eric. Yeah. Uh, you should play this game if you like having fun, you fucking idiots. (laughs) Is that what you meant, Alex? Yeah, like I, think, I think I think you nailed it. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm a play. I'm a play on this game for sure. I think it's um, it's tactically truly delightful. You know, like I, I think we've talked about like uh, whether or not a game is inviting to play versus sort of like something that feels like a chore to kind of play. And this this game to me feels like so inviting i want to use the powers i want to get better at it i want to like fly around i was so happy that it it didn't uh punish you for like flying into the walls you know which i think like a designer could very easily made this game like a lot harder in a way that was not attractive right like i, mm-hmm. I it was it was really well done it and and at no point did i feel like the game was like easy necessarily you know, whenever I got stuck, I felt like I only got stuck for a very short amount of time, like like the appropriate amount of time that you want to get stuck on a on a game like this. I think that this game, it feels very, um, you know, like I said, not quite innovative, but innovative without with the way that it combined 
elements that maybe you've seen before in games. This is this is a, a play for me. Uh, if you like video games, you should play this. It's a good <laughs> game. Tim, what are your thoughts? Pass or play? I think this is a play for sure. It's um and definitely a play if you like that Metroid style. Because it's funny that that yeah, it's in the description because I I guess I didn't read the description or maybe I did and forgot. But while I was playing it, I was like, I imagine this is what Metroid is like because I never played Metroid. Mm-hmm. But I was like. I think this is probably what Metroid is like. You go around and get different power-ups to unlock different areas, you know. Um, I loved the... It's very creative um, and simple and cool in its design, which those are parts I liked. Um, yeah, so those are things that, the things that I enjoyed. Story-wise, I think there's nothing there, really, no. but the world is pretty cool. It's not, it's not like you're seeing the same obstacles over and over again. Um, it, it's creative and storytelling in your in the playing through of it in the playing of you're it, playing you're playing like eve well. from wally the whole that's it that's that's yeah. your whole thing you're, you're scanning stuff that's looking it. for things yes yeah. <laughs> uh, the next game is the night fisherman from uh far few giants charred and d underscore fault an interactive fiction atmospheric political short visual novel you're a night fisherman, and you spot a boat approaching. You bait your rod and steal yourself, ready for interrogation. Once he arrives, the man on the opposite deck is calm, civilized, and has a shotgun slung across his back. How's this going to go down? So, uh, and this is a game, uh, no spoilers. Let's not spoil it. It's uh, very quick. No spoilers. Don't sp- the description was three quarters of the I game. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> it's a really fast game. You can play this game in five, ten minutes. You know, it's a- It is uh, copyright infringement. Right, Why? like this is the opening scene of Inglorious Bastards, almost to a T, with like a little bit of uh, like word. It's not copyright infringement. <laughs> I would say I would say that they use like multiple full sentences from Inglorious Bastards. Like it's not even. No way. I, I'm. I. You could take. We will. We could sit down and look at the script of this game versus the script of the opening scene of Inglorious Bastards, and there are like one to one things. Instead of him calling Jewish people rats, he calls immigrants pigeons. But he is really good at thinking. Like it's like a hun- It is the opening scene of Inglorious Bastards. Well, it's definitely trying to wow. kind of create, uh, you know, a. Uh, this is like a short political game where like you are taking the side uh you're uh uh man i don't know how to talk about without spoiling it now that you have leveled these accusations against it like that it is i think it is so here's my question for you like if if it's not a one-to-one like replication of the script like, is it still copyright infringement if Inglorious Bastards also lifted that idea of a thing from just a general World War II stereotype? Like, uh, I don't think that's fair. Well, I think that I think that I think that when you're talking about like whether or not something is doing like parody of or reference to, I I, I think that they could have covered their tracks in a way that made me go like oh okay they're like they're referencing you know the opening scene from inglorious bastards but i think that there are too many like sentences straight up lifted from that scene and it is beat by beat 
the opening scene of Inglorious Bastards. Uh, okay, well, I've I've seen I've seen, in movies I've seen I've seen that scene. Yeah. That or or in media I've seen that scene. Mm -hmm. I've seen it where it's like you don't have the spies in the back of your truck, Mister Hamburger, do you? You can check. They're not back there, and then you're sweating while you're watching it. I've seen that scene before. Yeah, certainly. But if it's a if they're ripping the script, that changes my feel because I actually really like. I did too. Short and, but but really, I mean that's such like know. an unverifiable claim. They're certainly playing with like, <laughs> they're they're certainly playing with this idea, this like specific thing of like someone smuggling someone into a place. They've updated it to like sort of the current situation, you know, in England potentially, or sort of a a, a world that's like not too distant, like a, you know, in the future kind of a thing. But, like, if you're going to say they lifted the whole script from Inglorious Bastards, you have to be able to point to, like, the I, lines where they lifted the script from Inglorious Bastards. I mean, we can we can play the opening scene of Inglorious Bastards and this game next to each other, and they line up one-to-one. -one. And But then they've wow. done a little bit of uh, mad... They've done some mad libs. Mad libs. On, wow. like, certain... Words. Did you do that? This Did you do like that, the... or do you have such a good memory of Inglorious <laughs> Bastards? So I do. I uh, I actually I think that I really like the movie Inglorious Bastards. So I've read the script actually several times, <laughs> I, and I, I'm I'm not joking. Wow. <laughs> I've read that. I think that opening scene is okay. like is is. I mean, he won a fucking Academy Award. That dude, that whatever his that German actor's name is like won the academy award mm -hmm. for this scene that the kingfisher is trying to pass off and like i you know and that's the thing right like i get the idea of like taking a thing that you like and then uh right like there's that elvis costello line where it's just like just like you know try to copy the thing that you want to copy and you know like that's how you're going to make good stuff or whatever i i think you got to i i think you have to cover your tracks a little bit more than the writers of this game uh, uh, did. Because I, I do think that this wow. is... Like, whereas the next game that we're going to play feels a lot like Portal, but they did something different and cool, and 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 that feels, like, referential. This game is, uh, is in copyright infringement. Oh, my wow. God. I disagree so... This makes me sad. I disagree so much. It's not even funny. Just, okay. Like, this is... This is <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, I'm actually thing. angry at how much I disagree with Eric right now. This is a cool game. <laughs> They're trying something like interesting. They keep it really short. It's like the graphics are cool. The way it plays out, like, you know, the, like that scene from Inglorious Bastards is a very, very good version of those kind of scenes. This version is not as good as the Inglorious Bastards scene because that is like the best kind of version of a scene you can get. But it doesn't mean that like explicitly they are ripping off Inglorious Bastards unless, like you're saying, there is a one to one like thing. There's a one to one. Oh. There's a one to one thing going on. I we I I'm I'm happy to pause the podcast to play through this game with you and read the script of Inglorious Bastards. We'll do, we'll, 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 we'll do we can do that separately. We'll do it as a bonus episode. That is nuts. I yeah. Wow. Well, uh, so That's it, nice. you should play this if you liked Inglorious Bastards specifically. <laughs> the idea behind this, this is game like... is interesting because they are uh, supported by a Patreon and Kickstarter, and they're creating a series of games uh, called uh, The Sacrifices. 
Um, and the choices you make in each game will then affect what like happens in later games. So this is part of a series. They're going to release more of them. The next one is out, and it is called... Um, the Hateful Eight. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I was trying to think the of Outcast <laughs> Lover. Uh, so it's worth checking out if, if that's what, if that's what you think. Um, the Outcast Lovers. It yeah. sounds like Inglorious Bastards. Uh, it's called the next the next one is called uh, Jackie Brown, and uh, it's sort of <laughs> looking at previous. Um... Okay, cool. So let's just hop right into it. Uh, uh, I'm a play. This is a great game. Do not listen to Eric. Uh, Tim, what do you think? I. For I don't really know Eric that well, but I am blindly trusting Eric's judgment. And if you're gonna rip lines, that for me is an insta pass. But I originally was gonna I like this one the best of the three. But now that I know this is I feel like an idiot. In high school there was a theater festival. Everybody was laughing at this one play that was just jacking lines from the movie Orange County. And I was so pissed off because I liked that movie. And I was like, these are these are not their lines. <laughs> it's anyway. It's a hundred percent. This is uh what's that scene in um oh Noah Bombeck's first movie where the kid uh, plays like a Pink Floyd song. Yeah, Squid and uh, the Whale. A, yeah, 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 Squid and the Whale. This is 100% <laughs> a Squid and the Whale situation where these people made a very cool looking game, um, but I've, you know, Inglorious Bastards, I think, is Quentin Tarantino's maybe only good movie. And, uh, <laughs> and so Eric I've is just it. dropping controversial takes left and fucking right yeah, in this yeah. episode. <laughs> I've read it a bunch. I I've seen it several times. I and uh, this is it's too one to one. It's too much in the copy copyright infringement territory. Oh. I'm, uh, you know, Quentin Tarantino himself probably also Mr. Copyright Infringement, and so maybe there's so you know here's, maybe there's here's a my separate bit... question. If that is like because I feel like this is important. If it turns out that it's not a one to one copy, are you a pass or a play? <laughs> It, but it is. I mean, no, like, no, it's, no, no. It's... Hi, like hypothetically, <laughs> hypothetically. Uh, am I a pass or a play? I don't know. I don't know because I spent the I spent the entire experience of it just sort of being a little like a little okay. irked. But it's cool. It, it looks cool. I like the looks the, cool. the dynamic is 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 great. Quentin Tarantino did a really good job of setting up a very intense... Uh... I'm losing my mind. We have to stop talking about this. I'm, like, actually angry. I can't even believe it. This is such a if cool little game. it's not one-to-one, one, then it's a play for me. This is me. such a cool I liked game. it a yeah. lot. And, I, and even though the decisions... I played through it, like, five times because I was like, can I make anything else happen? I think the only decision that really mattered was the last one because you get level 50-50 decisions. And I was like... Oh man, if I do this differently, then and it was always just the same. The very last decision is how the game ends, um, but I still liked it. And I'm and as a seed of a game, I'm like, oh yeah, I'd like to see where this game would grow. What kind of a tree this game would grow into if they like. And you know, I think the next game is available either on itch.io or maybe even as part of the bundle. So it's worth checking out if you liked it. And uh, your decision in this will affect the outcome of that one. And I, I did save my decisions. So I clicked there the button go. to save decisions. There you go. Can you hear me? Yeah. Uh, so we just watched, uh, we just played the game Night Fisherman, read along to uh, to the script. Uh, 
this is this is a couple weeks after recording this podcast. Uh, yep, the original one. We had Tim but, and Alex. Unfortunately, we lost the audio because uh, <laughs> because that happens, of that course. Happens. But Alex, so you you made us do this do this task. In order I to did prove because I defended. Order... I was defending these indie developers, but it, and, it is uh, unequivocal that Eric was correct. They Eric was they correct. didn't. They didn't lift exact lines, like it, but it was pretty friggin' close. I mean, they, they lifted words, such, and yeah, they lifted similar beats. beats. And there's definitely a yeah. back and forth. Yep, that yep, is, yep, yep, yep. Uh, stolen. Uh, you made the excellent point that Quentin Tarantino is a known uh, also thief. Know. Yeah, so to yeah. steal yeah. from so. him is like, I'm not, you know, yeah. There's no, I, I'm, 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 uh, yeah, no. I'm not, yeah, sticking my neck out for Quentin Tarantino, but I'm. Uh, I think it's, you know, I think it's disingenuous to pass off somebody else's work as your own. But as we go into uh, the uh, rest of the podcast, where I am frothing at the mouth and incredulous that Eric would dare impugn <laughs> the honor of these developers, uh, uh, it, it, it's definitely very similar. So it's still cool that they did it their own way in their own video game. I still enjoyed the game. Uh, but like, if if your critique of it is that like it's too similar to this thing and you don't like that, like that is a very valid, totally fine <laughs> critique. It's not the one I share, but it's you are a hundred percent correct. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yep. guys. Cover your tracks a little bit more in the future. So, All right, so. moving on to the final game. Uh, this is just a, a one for one ripoff of Portal. <laughs> And so we should discount it for exactly what it. No, no. no. This is this is this close. is Parallax. This is a very cool game. This is Toasty Games, uh, Jesse PB and Z. It's a black and white dimension uh, monochrome portal puzzle. Uh, description: Parallax is a first-person puzzle game with two overlapping worlds. Weave back and forth between black and white as you try to be in the right place in the right dimension at the right time. Use switches, boosters, and gravity to help you reach the exit. Can you conquer every mind-bending level? Um, so a, a way to think about this, you can talk about like Portal, you know, there's elements of it that are there, but there's no story. It's just the puzzle sort of at the center of it. And you're interacting with the environment as opposed to change the environment through a gun kind of a thing. Um, so it's much yeah. more thinking about like what to do where and when is the kind of the central conceit of this. And it's great. This game is super, it's super cool. Um, it's... Uh, like aesthetically very uh simplistic and beautiful and and what i mean when i say that like the difference between like a copyright infringement thing and something that i think is like playing in the same uh pond as like as a game that i've played before this is definitely a game where i was like oh okay this is using elements of a game that i i know before but it's also like it feels very different, right? Like I would be blown away if these people had never played portal before, but while I was playing it, I was like, they took kind of like the general elements of portal and decided to like craft their own language inside of it. And you can like kind of ride at the beginning on like, not necessarily learning that language, right? Like it, like up top, it's like, Oh, okay. It's kind of like on the rails. I get it. But then at some point it's like, the fact that you're moving between like these two parallel worlds is like so fun and so cool. I think, and I might be, I, I think I disagree with you in that. I don't think it has anything to do with the game portal. <laughs> <Fair> <laughs> Aside enough. from there's being like little holes you can jump through. 
Is that, I think it's more like there's like an A world and a B mm -hmm. world mm -hmm. in each level. Um, this game, yeah, I I um I did really like this game. Again, I think this was shaded by how I was playing it on stream, and it's like, like it's like sitting down and doing a math problem. Like you know, I would do that definitely not on stream. I'd be like, okay, and like really solve it. But on stream, I feel like I needed to brute force it a little bit more and like just like you know get in there and beat it you know um but it was very cool it's very yeah i you could sit at the beginning of of the level and just look at all the pieces and maybe solve solve the puzzles um you know because it's like a little bit of like there's zero story it's just the the um puzzles um which which i liked too um but yeah i had a lot of fun i had a lot of fun um you know doing them even though I was sort of brute forcing it a little bit, like trial and erroring my way through, got to World C. Mm. Ooh! But yeah, um, that was fun and stylistically cool. Although I think it eventually made me a bit yeah. dizzy. There is that. You're just sort of like the, the the world you're moving through. You can move through pretty quickly too, and like just like whipping around yeah. in that world, like. It's, it just is very dizzying a little bit. Sort of like you could play it in such a way that it would be like the old cartoon, like hidden assist, like kind of like black and white thing. Yes. There's some yeah, of that yeah. going on. Exactly. Um, it's cool. I also didn't know why there was like a death counter because yeah. it's not like, oh yeah, it's just like doing a math problem. It's like if you mess up in the math problem, you like get one death counter. Well, like, I don't know. <laughs> There's elements too. Oh no! I, my character fell off a cliff. And and that I oh, but it really I agree matter. with you because it's, just, it's so strange. Like you know, there is a little bit of like precision gaming in here about like jumping in a certain way and like timing and things like that. But it it's not like right. you know so much of that that you should be sat like bummed when you die. It's just sort of like yeah, baked yeah. into it. Sometimes you're gonna right. die in this thing. Like who cares how much you die? Like it doesn't like, really matter. Maybe that's the thing where yeah. if there was a story element that would play into, you know, if there's like another dimension to it that uh, the death will like bring yeah. in, you, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. There might be something mm -hmm. there uh, a little bit, but I, I didn't feel that way either. Um, yeah. No, it felt very, I, yeah. The, the like times where I was like walking on a balance beam basically and I turned and accidentally fell off. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. That's, I don't think that's <laughs> yeah, the intention yeah. of this game. Like, this game is right, not right. like a, a platformer, you know, like let's get you to land on each pebble correctly kind of thing. It's like, it's right, a puzzle right. game where every once in a while you accidentally fall off. And, and that is yeah. funny. They're like keeping, exactly. track, keeping track of that. It's like, hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. Your mouse kind of slipped there, didn't it, huh? Uh, so, <laughs> one thoughts. Uh, I'm a play for this one. I think this one is cool and fun. And uh, definitely in a bundle of, like, a lot of half-baked and jam games, this is a nice, full, fun puzzle game. So it's definitely worth your time. Check out. Uh, play this if you like Portal, even if it's not uh, super like Portal. Uh, <laughs> Eric, what do you think? Yeah, no, you're, I, 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 you're right that it's not like Portal. You're, like, moving between these two... Uh, worlds. I think that the way that it's like Portal is that it's a puzzle game that makes you think about your three-dimensional space in a different way, right? Mm. Like you're just mm. you're you're For kind sure. of asked to think spatially um, different than you than you might do if you weren't kind of like moving through these two different dimensions. Uh, but I, I think that the game design is really cool. The way that the puzzles um, progressed was very cool, right? Like just the the um 
the language that you have to learn in order to get some of these puzzles correct is um it's just really fun and i was uh, i was delighted to uh to play this game this is a play for me you should play this game if you like uh puzzle games yeah agree definitely um yeah and I, if i wasn't playing on stream and i and i was like feeling like it's like doing a sudoku mm. or something i, I keep <laughs> yeah, that's maybe a better way to put it it's like oh like i'm way more fun sudoku <laughs> or something like i i really liked it in that way i i, I don't know if it's a stream game again because like do people want to watch you do an advanced sudoku Maybe they do. I don't know. What's wrong with me? I don't know. I don't, well, you're you're doing a different. You're you're opting for a different kind of performance on the stream. It's not like kind of a meditative, like chiller. It's like very fun and silly, and yeah. you're, you're like having a good time, right? I guess as opposed to sort of like you know maybe if there was something monochrome. yeah weird you can interact with in this, but that's certainly not Welcome what this to, is. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Tim's time. We're going to wind down with some butler. puzzle games. Well, we, 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 we talk <laughs> yeah. a lot on uh, this about like bath games, the kind of games you can like take a bath midweek and then hop out and play for an hour before bed or something like that and how nice mm -hmm. that is. And mm -hmm. this is definitely mm -hmm. a bath yes. game, even wow. if it's not like my it's kind so, of bath game. I think the puzzle element to me, it, uh, it's, it hits that like weird, like wake you up kind of, like this is yes. not the type of game that I want to play out of a yeah it is a coffee game. <laughs> Get up, beat like one or two levels in the morning while you're sipping your coffee, and then. Uh, yeah, I love that. So it's uh, yeah. nap games versus coffee games. Now we have two different kinds of distinctions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I did like it. I would if if you like puzzle games, like for sure you're gonna like this game. I, I think it's like it's just it's well made, and you know it, and it seemed like there was enough content to like. I don't know how many worlds there were, but yeah. there was. It looks it looks really good too. Yeah, like so. it's it's clear that they yeah. like found yeah. something, found a cool angle into making this game look good. Um, great. So that's uh, three plays. That's triple play. You know what that means? Dribble play. Uh, one of the reasons Tim, I was so mad uh, that Eric did the one to one comparison thing for the last thing is that if we have three games that are all triple plays, then uh, Jonah goes triple triple play. And it's so rare we get three games that are all 100% uh, worth playing. So I was like, oh, we're definitely going to the triple, triple play. Oh, I'm no, sorry. No, no, no. Here's the thing. I know I, I protest so much, but it, I, it's your opinion. I, so today, today in D&D, &D, like a friend, like rage quitted because he was trying to get one of our friends to like drop the kraken on like a, a boss's <laughs> head. And the friend was like, I just can't, like, I just can't teleport there <laughs> like i think like we're in the midst it, like it's mid-february we're all just sort mm -hmm. of like there's a little a little bit of just like everyone's kind of pissed yeah. generally yeah. across the having board. having there's said some... that uh i do think mm -hmm. tim this episode's gonna come out in a couple of weeks i would love another sunday to get us on the line and we will hear eric's case for the one-to-one -one comparison of these games um we want your essay. We want to see. It doesn't have to be an essay. I'll copy. I'll copy out the script, and we'll go over the Inglorious Bastards and find it, and like I'll drop it in a, after our conversation, so that we can make sure. Puppy Tim, puppy. thank you so much for being a guest. This was really, really fun to have you on. Uh, where can people find you online? And is there anything you'd like to plug? Um. Yes. Oh my God. Well. Yeah. I. Uh, people can find me online. If you're a gamer, you're probably listening to this podcast. Come check me out on Twitch.tv/slash/totallytimlol. 
I might be playing a first-person shooter, but I should be playing variety games here and there. Sometimes I'm in a stretch. I was playing KOTOR for a little while, the original. You know, I'm playing the classic. Was it Ori in the Blind Forest? Someone gifted that to me. Wow. I might be playing that sometimes. Cool. Come check it. Come check out the channel. Totally Tim, LOL, on Twitch. Join the Elves of Friendship Creek. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tim. Oh, plug cigarette sandwich, too, real, real quick. Oh, yeah. Um, come check us out. We're a monthly show uh, right now online on the Annoyance Theater's Twitch page. That's theater with an R-E. And we do a monthly show that is 60 sketches in 60 minutes, all new every month. And they're awesome. They've been a um, really fun way to get through quarantine and feel like uh, to have a community and like a fun comedy theater community while everyone is quarantining. It's really awesome. The next one is uh, the 27th, it's I think. Cigarette Sandwich is a very, very funny sketch group. So I haven't personally stopped playing yeah. these because Follow. I've been too sad uh, to watch very much comedy online. But if you're going to, this is the one to do. <laughs> Hell yeah. We've had It's been growing. We, we had 120 watch hey, the Hey, man, one. that's more than can fit Pretty in the small, small theater of the annoyance. So you're already... That's what we were saying. We were like, this is more than we ever had. And we're like, uh, so, amazing. Thank you, yeah. Tim. Oh, that was great. A very fun and funny episode of the Bundle Buddies. Alex, I think that we're getting really good at this. I wholeheartedly agree. Our guests next week are Sarah Shockey and Ben Vigent, uh, two of our, our friends from our time in Chicago. They're both wonderful and funny people in their own right. Uh, you can catch them together on Ben's Twitch, twitch.tv ps underscore Garrick, G A R A K, Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. when uh, Ben and Sarah and their buddy Grayson, uh, with some other guests sometimes, play through Adventure Game Classics. You can also catch Sarah on her wrestling podcast, Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling. They're both on Twitter. They're both really funny. Uh, they're great, and it's a fun episode. Um, here are the games we're playing. Starlight Shores by Creason Studio and Title Blossoms, a mm. cute romance anime visual novel dating sim with meaningful choices and multiple endings. Okay. Vienna Automobile Society by Royal Polygon, a abstract strategy multiplayer racing arcade game, and Old Man's Journey from Broken Rules, an atmospheric exploration hand-drawn point-and-click 2D puzzle. Cool. Uh, that's it for this week. Like and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review there and track us down at the web at bundle underscore buddies on Twitter. Very cool. I hope everybody enjoys. Uh, that's it. I uh, love you, Eric. Love you too, Alex. Uh-huh.